Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to another Wisdom Wednesday episode of the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Ben. And I'm Dr. Susanna. And we're both naturopathic doctors who empower you to heal yourself through whole food, plant-based nutrition, as well as mind-body medicine. And this week is, I guess, really our first real episode of the series, Insight from Head to Toe, where we will be discussing the mind-body connections, for lack of a better phrase, um, going from head to toe. And of course, on the Medicinal Monday series of Alter Your Health from Head to Toe, uh, we are covering the anatomy, physiology, and more importantly, the nutritional and lifestyle kind of practical things that we can do to support optimal health from head to toe. Um, So yeah, here we are talking about the top of the head today, which is our hair. And uh, last uh, earlier this week on Medicinal Monday, just I guess a quick recap, we talked about all the things that, you know, might go wrong with our hair, like hair thinning and falling and turning gray and male patterned baldness and alopecia and really what's going on with all of that, as well as the nutritional deficiencies that can be involved the stress that can be involved, the topical toxicity that can be involved, and uh, ways to nurture and create resilient and healthy hair from within. Right. Yeah. But there's this huge component that I think is really fascinating, Dr. Susanna. Um, Yeah. Yes, about the mind-body connection, the mind piece. And um, yeah, it was brought up on Monday, just the importance of how, or, or really how, how majorly stress can impact hair loss. Yeah, like phys- that's the physiological, that physical stress, right? The physiological toxicity of cortisol on the stress or on the hair follicles. So I think the mind body connection piece is well understood for hair loss. But, yeah. you know, um, this, this conversation is going to take it, you know, to a deeper level. And really, what I think how we should introduce this uh this conversation is by first saying 
you know, we're, we're using these wonderful books and references from these mind body experts um, to kind of, you know, prompt the conversation around some of the mental patterns that can come up in some of these physical conditions. And so uh, this week we're reading from the secret language of your body by Ina Siegel. And um, really when you go to the hair section, what they say about hair as possible contributing mental factors that can play into hair issues. There's actually quite a long list. And I, I do kind of want to read the list just so that people can hear everything, but we're going to focus in on one part of that list. Okay. But it says possible contributing factors to hair issues, issues with your insulation and protection. Interesting. Trouble connecting with your beauty, creativity, self-worth and self-love. Too much tension in the scalp from thinking, worrying, being afraid, and holding on to anger, frustration, guilt, resentment, or sadness, which results in hair loss or color change on a physical level. The body's way of showing you what you are doing is not working. And so that's a lot. But what we wanted to focus on today was that disconnection with one's beauty. I, I happen to, when I hear that sort of list of things, you know, I have to be honest, part of me is like, well, yeah, 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 duh, 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 <laughs> like lack of uh, self-worth and kind of these, you know, negative self-talk and, and all of these kind of things that are really consistent throughout all of our mind-body connections and uh, experience of physical health. Like, you know, it all comes from self-compassion and self-love and appreciation. Um, but I think, yeah, the, the beauty part, which is, of course, kind of wrapped into that because it's like if we don't recognize and appreciate our own beauty, then we are self-sabotaging ourselves or self-criticizing. And um, it's, it's, kind of, it's an interesting thing, right? The whole topic of beauty, uh, because, of course, you know, one person can look in one direction and see beauty where someone else might not see it and look in that same direction. And, and maybe one day it's like you feel beautiful and the next day you feel miserable and ugly. And, uh, you know, so that being that all being said, it's to me the experience of beauty, the feeling of beauty and the, the perception of beauty is really just a reflection of our state of mind, you know, and, uh, and like there, there, there's people who I think probably we, we all know them like they're, that are so beautiful, like, and so magnetic and, and lovely to be around. But if you like see a picture of them, it's not like they're a supermodel or something like that. Right. Like, you know, and then there's the supermodel, I don't know. I don't happen to know any, uh, but maybe if you were to be around them, they're like, that's kind of like not the best person, you know? So, so it's uh, nothing against supermodels. Nothing against supermodels. But what you're saying is that there is more than just a person's physical attributes that create. Well, uh, first of, of all, there's more than just the person's physical attributes. But really what I hear you're saying is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And whether we perceive something as beautiful or not depends on our current state of mind and our, you know, our perception of life. Yeah, which is ever shifting and evolving and flowing moment to moment. 
And that's not to judge ourselves for like, oh, we should be able to see beauty everywhere, including ourselves, like all the time. Uh, but we can recognize that, oh, you know, I, I don't feel that beautiful today. And I don't have to like create chronic physiologic tension around that. Uh, which, of course, is uh, reflected in the physiologic changes that this this book was talking about in terms of the, you know, hair loss, hair thinning, gray hair, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, what you're saying is so it's really bringing up to me how practically I can think of in my life, just like how you were saying, there are some days I look in the mirror and I think, wow. I think I'm kind of pretty or I think I'm very pretty. Mm -hmm. And then there's some days I look at myself in the mirror and I think, wow, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm just so critical of who, am I, who I'm seeing in the mirror. And the only thing that changes, oh, yeah, we could argue like, oh, good I'm hair day, a, yeah, bad hair day, <laughs> bad or hair day. this or that. But the only thing that really changes from day to day is our state of mind. Yeah. And our not, quality of thinking, not only, of course, not only day to day, but really moment to moment. Right. As well. Right. And so, you know, I think when we're really talking about connecting with your own inner beauty and your own innate beauty, one thing that comes up to me is so important to acknowledge is that, you know, there is there's just so much beauty in every single little like nanometer of your body. There's so much beautiful intelligence. Look at just the cell. The cell in and of itself is beautiful. And the, and the organs that are made up of those cells, beautiful. And the structures, you know, the tissues, um, the cartilage that makes up the shape of the nose. And, you know, if, if we, if we <laughs> look at the actual divine, the divine perfection of the human body from that lens, to me, it all looks so beautiful. Yeah. And I appreciate my body on a deeper level, more so than just what meets the eye or what I'm seeing in the mirror. There's just so much beautiful functioning that is happening around the clock. And that to me is something that to really appreciate, right? Totally. And I think about, you know, being out in nature and seeing a tree and it's like, that's a beautiful tree. And it's, and it's like, well, it's a tree for gosh sake, like, you know, like, so it's like, if we can see that a tree is beautiful, some, and, and of course a tree is beautiful and it's living and it's expressing this divine intelligence, just like we are, but it's like, not, doesn't have hair. It doesn't have a nose and the shape and the, the, the physical attributes as a human being. But if we can look at a tree or a flower or, you know, uh, a lake or the ocean, um, or anything else, a, a, a kitty cat or, a you know, a gerbil or a groundhog and think what a beautiful creation, then how silly to disregard the own, our own beauty, which comes from the same intelligence and is just as magnificent. And, um, you know, one thing I was going to say, Dr. Susanna, that I feel like you've really taught me and kind of helped me with is, you know, like you were saying before, sometimes you look in the mirror and you think, Oh, I'm, I'm pretty. And, uh, <laughs> and, and sometimes you don't, but, um, you know, sometimes I, like, I, I love it when you say that, like, Oh, I, I'm, 
I'm looking pretty today. And um, <laughs> I'm feeling pretty. I'm, or I'm looking and feeling pretty, wh whatever it might be. And I think that's obviously like a beautiful practice, if you will, to kind of acknowledge, right? Like to verbally acknowledge our own beauty. And at the same time, like sometimes you look in the mirror, sometimes I look in the mirror and I say like, you know, I don't feel that beautiful today. And acknowledging that as well is, is okay as well. Right. And I think that it's also so healthy to just kind of acknowledge and put our feelings out there, you know, put our feelings and our perceptions out there because really what I take from reading this little excerpt from the book around like the, the chronic stress for lack of a better term that comes from the chronic self judgment and the feeling of lack of beauty that comes from, I guess one might say like bottling up those thoughts and feelings um, rather than just like giving them words and letting them be free. And then or see... trying to run away from those feelings. Yeah. And then we, we see, of course, you know, the next day or the next moment or the next hour, or maybe it's the next week. Like, oh, you know, I do like I, I don't I no longer feel that level of self-criticism. And I, I guess all that's all to say that the self-judgment and self-critical thoughts that we all have are totally okay and normal. And it's not like the the message is to never have those thoughts. It's to understand that we don't need to create our whole inner dialogue and story and narrative around these silly thoughts. Um, we can recognize that they're just silly and we can, yeah, feel them and voice them. Um, but orient ourselves around like what's beyond these silly thoughts and really just the the divine intelligence and magnificence that is always there yeah right yeah well, really what i hear you saying also is like just acknowledging the transient nature of those thoughts you know let's say i have a thought saying oh i look ugly today well first of all that thought is going to pass eventually. Right. And then there's going to be a day where I look at myself and I don't have that thought. And I have, a, I'm looking at myself from a clear state of mind and I recognize my true beauty. Um, but also, you know, I feel like there's this tendency of when we believe those thoughts, like when we latch onto those silly thoughts that you were saying, mm -hmm. um, or those self-deprecating thoughts, I'm ugly we start really believing that to be true, that's when we start trying to look for external uh, remedies. You know, we start looking at makeup and hair products and plastic surgery to the, you know, and, and, you know, we start, we start trying to manipulate ourselves to become something that finally we won't feel on, you know, we're, we're, we think yeah. that that's going to take away our thoughts of that thought of I feel or I look ugly today. But if we just see that thought as what it is, which really is just formless energy that is going to pass eventually, when it does pass, what we're left with is clarity of thought, clarity of mind, connection with our mm -hmm. true inner beauty, with our true outer beauty, too. Yeah. And so I, I think just acknowledging the transient nature, acknowledging 
the fact that those thoughts do not have to have power over you. They do not have to dictate you or dictate what you do and how often you do your hair, how often you do your makeup or whatever it is. It can be very freeing and also no judgment to those individuals who do choose to express themselves with makeup or hair styling or even plastic surgery. Right. But um, really recognizing where those uh, what is the motivating factor behind those practices? And is it really in alignment with your true nature and your self-love? Or is it coming from buying into some negative thought that in the end is going to be self-sabotaging? Because, um, you know, beauty isn't something that can be found in anything outside of yourself because you already are beautiful. Mm. And simply just realizing that is, um, to me, the most freeing thing that you know, we can realize. Absolutely. And uh, I think like, as I was hearing you just kind of pulling together this conversation, um, you know, I think that the the message is unconditional self-love, right? Not like, oh, I, I love myself when I feel beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. Like unconditional self-love, which means that we can at least acknowledge that there is love for self, irregardless of everything else that might be going on in and on in and on us. Right. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I always come up with this, this feeling of like, you know, how silly again, I guess that's just the, the word that comes forward is just how silly to try and be more of who we already are. You know, we already are that divine perfection, intelligence in, you know, physically manifested. And uh, we want to be better. (laughs) Like, really? We want to be prettier? We want, like, whatever, by whatever standard. Or societal. um, Of course, that's like a whole, a whole other tangent of conversation is like, what really is beauty? Is it is like what is what society tells us is beautiful? Is that really beautiful? Why? How? How come? Like because and of course, a group of people have bought into a way of thinking, and that's all that it is. Group group think, <laughs> and then of course you 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 tr- travel to the other side of the world and you go into that culture or that culture, and there's different um, cultural expectations for what it means to be quote unquote, physically beautiful or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, again, like the the message is that that's not it. You know, that's not it. That's not what is truly beautiful. What is truly beautiful is the true nature um, that is ever present despite the ebbing and flowing of physical form. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I just want to share a short, brief story because I I feel like it's related to all of this and hair. Um, Because when we think of hair, you know, we're talking about mind-body connection between hair um, and and a person's feeling of maybe disconnect from beauty. It's so ironic, right? Because so many people rely on their hair for a sense of beauty. And actually, when I was a, a sophomore in high school, I... I had this insight sitting in class one day, like, wow, I really rely on my hair to feel beautiful. Mm. And in that moment, I decided I want to shave my head. Like, I want to give myself an experience 
of deepening my self-love without the hair. <laughs> and I went home from class that day. I Oh, I on my bike ride home, I asked the first guy that I knew, because it was a small campus, do you have a shaver? Can I borrow your shaver? So I got the shaver Wait, from- this College. This was in college. Okay, you said high school, but I was like- I Oh, that high was school? College. No, it was uh, college. It was yeah. college, sorry. Um, I was about 19, yeah. And so I got the shaver. Then I got a girlfriend to come and help me cut the hair and shave my head. So within like two hours, I had made this decision and I had already had a shaved head. And um, it was a really interesting experience. And and I really do feel as though I connected with different, more innate sources of self-confidence in that period of time. And it's interesting because now I have longer hair again and I can see how easy it is to kind of fall into this um once again this kind of focus on external features um like you even heard me on monday say oh i feel like today's a bad hair day you know there's some insecurity that can come up when we fixate on these external features but the beauty doesn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. and it's so important to remember that Mm -hmm. um so anyway you know i just wanted to to bring that up yeah Um, (laughs) thanks for bringing it up my my short version of my story is that I've always been so, not always, but up until, you know, the first, let's say, a couple dozen years of my life or whatever, I was so self-judgmental of my curly hair. Mm. I was like, you know, ew, curly hair. And then, of course, everyone would say, oh, I love your curls. And I would like, shut up. (laughs) And uh, I would keep my hair so short that like like the moment it started to curl, I would cut it <laughs> like it would be like kind of this pretty short buzz cut. Um, but yeah, it's just so silly. So, so silly. <laughs> I guess I've used that term uh, a lot. But uh, well, I mean, and, and we don't and not, mean to like brush off the seriousness or the heaviness that some people feel and, um, related to their beauty. Yeah. that. So thanks for saying that because, yeah, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not suggesting that if if hair is really important to you, then you're silly or like, or superficial or anything like that. Um, But of course the, I think the take home message is to, you know, look at what's beyond that and um, at least, you know, um, see the, the divine intelligence and consider the consequences of the perpetual self judgment that comes from wanting to be different, wanting Mm -hmm. to look different, wanting the hair to be different. And then, of course, when we let go and and free ourselves from these kind of attachment thinking, um, we create the space to maybe physically manifest um, more hair growth Mm. or whatever it is that we're kind of going for, right? And it's so interesting as we're wrapping up this uh, conversation today, you know, it's just so interesting because I feel like a lot, a lot of times physical symptoms pop up because they're here also to teach us an important lesson. Then we learn it. And And then it's like, we start to move through it and beyond it. Right. So if someone's having hair issues, hair loss, brittle hair, and, you know, it's bringing up all of these feelings of, um, you know, insecurity around one's beauty, um, and it could just be an invitation to connect more deeply with your innate like, beauty that like, doesn't go anywhere. It, yeah. Well, it's, it's like, oh, you love yourself? Well, 
love yourself harder, <laughs> love yourself more, love yourself despite being bald. I'm going <laughs> to give you this challenge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyways, we appreciate you for uh, tuning in to this week's insight from head to toe. We look forward to going to the next body part, whatever that might be. I'm not exactly sure what it is next week. Mm -hmm. um, maybe the brain. Maybe the brain. But are we going to do parts of the brain or just the no brain? i mean okay, we could we could spend lifetimes going to individual neurons <laughs> yes. um but, so cool maybe the brain all right so <laughs> peace and love and look forward to seeing you guys next time bye for now